got some more fun coming up here soon, but uh, I want to pause just for a moment because even though we enjoy celebrating uh, the dads in the room, celebrating the fact that it's Father's Day, I am very aware as I am every year on Father's Day and Mother's Day that um, sometimes for some, Father's Day can be just a little bit difficult. Maybe there's a situation, uh, maybe you're without a father, maybe you were celebrating Father's Day last year with a dad who's no longer here this year. Maybe your own personal journey with your father wasn't a good one. And I know that for some, Father's Day can can bring up some pain. And and we want to acknowledge that here this morning and and just pause in the service to pray for anyone here this morning that may in some way just uh, uh, be struggling a little bit on Father's Day and some of the thoughts it brings. So could I just say a prayer, Father? We love you so much, and as I said earlier, we thank you that you are a perfect Heavenly Father. But Lord, we're very aware that while the country today celebrates Father's Days, and there will be gifts and meals and celebrations all over the place today in honor of the dads in our, in our lives, that for some, Lord, Father's Day can be bittersweet. We may be in a place where a father who we used to celebrate with is no longer with us. Or it may bring up memories from a childhood where there was a a distant father or a a negative experience with a father. And I just pray for anyone here this morning, Lord, whether in this room or watching online. Lord, if there is anyone here this morning, Lord, where Father's Day is bittersweet, it brings up some painful memories, would you just be with them? Would you surround them with your love and your peace and your comforts today? Would you allow them to, to feel and experience the true love that only Father God can give, the greatest fatherly love there is? And Lord, I pray that every one of us would get to experience the love, the Father's love that you have for us all. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I know we only had one prize uh, to give out this morning, but I do want to acknowledge all the dads in the room. So I'm going to ask my Connect Youth volunteers, if you are here, to jump up out of your seats and come up here right now. Because uh, before I continue on with what I want to speak on this morning, we've got a special gift for all the fathers in the room. We're not having a baptism this morning. Our baptism is full of ice. And here, you can pass me up one here because I'm a dad. So, and my daughter passed me up. We got some dad's root beer for all the dads in the auditorium. So uh, if you're a dad, put your hands up. Our, uh, our cool teens will deliver them. So you can put your hands up, beer me. That's it, beer me. Here they come. They're bringing them out now. So uh, dad's root beers for everyone. Now, I do have to let you know, these are twist tops. You're going to twist them at first and be like, are you sure? Because it's, it's, it's on pretty tight. So if you have to give it to your wives, they can help you loosen it a bit for you. So uh, they'll, they'll definitely help open the, uh, the bottle. So keep your hands up. Dad's in the room. We're going to bring those bottles to you. And uh, I'm going to enjoy me a good dad's root beer this morning. And we may have some left over at the end uh, for the, the mums and the siblings as well. So, but dad's... We think you're awesome, and we want you to enjoy your little dad's root beer here to keep you awake while I speak for the next few minutes. All right, so as they're um, continuing to pass out uh, to the final dads in the room, you guys are doing great. Keep it up. There's uh, plenty of them. We've got enough for all the dads for sure. You know, there's a... uh, There's a promise in the Bible. It's a super cool verse. It's found in the Old Testament in the Psalms, and, and the Psalm writer... He wrote this hundreds of years ago. It says, Your faithfulness extends to every generation, as enduring as the earth you created. 
This was the psalm writer talking about Father God. And he said, your faithfulness, your faithfulness, God, it extends to every generation. The people of Israel would read this and they would think back to to God and his faithfulness. They could look back in history. <laughs> you dig it deep down in there, the guy's called cool job. We, we buried it really deep in there. So keep your hands up, dads. We definitely want to make sure that every dad gets his bottle of root beer. And Luke, our youth pastor, he's here. So if you finish it and you're still thirsty, just put your hand up. Luke will come. Just kind of give him a little tap. He'll come and he'll bring you some more. And uh, we want to <laughs> keep the root beer flowing. It is really good. And actually, I'm trying to do my message, but I'm going to wait a bit longer here. I am going to give a little shout out to Luke, our youth pastor, because um, we had this idea, our creative team, a few weeks ago. Do you think you can find Dad's Root Beer anywhere around here? I mean, we couldn't find it anywhere. So we contacted the company, and they have a supplier up in the Chicagoland area in the suburbs. And Luke is from that area originally, and he was headed home this last week to see some family. And uh, he went out of his way, and he picked up seven cases of Dad's Root Beer. So good job, Luke Moore. <laughs> Cheers to you from all us dads. You made the magic happen. So when the psalmist wrote this verse, he was talking about the fact that God's faithfulness, it continues from generation to generation. We actually talked about this a few weeks ago on Mother's Day. And we acknowledged the fact that on Mother's Day, um, the same idea came across. Because when you think of God's faithfulness going from generation to generation, you ask yourself the question, well, how did that happen? How did they know to pass along this information? How did they know to pass along the, the faithfulness of God from generation to generation? One family would know because their family before them told them. They would know, excuse me, because their family before them, I know, I shouldn't have tried. <laughs> it's gonna backfire completely. It was a great visual aid, but it should have remained a visual aid. Oh boy. God's faithfulness truly exists from generation to generation. And one of the ways the Israelites knew this back in the Old Testament, one of the ways we know it today is because there have been families, there have been dads who have passed on this information from generation to generation. Maybe you grew up in a home where your dad was a follower of Jesus and he would tell you about what God had done in his life. He took you to church as a kid. Maybe your grandparents, you knew, they took your parents to church when they were kids. And, and this is the passing on of information that we understand in the Bible. It can happen in so many different ways, but one of the primary ways it happens, the information is passed along, is from a parent passing that information onto a child, a parent pouring out their life into the life of a child. And today, we did this a couple of weeks ago on Mother's Day. We looked at the idea of how that happens with mums. This morning, we're going to look at the idea of how that happens specifically with dads. Because there are some traits and some character traits that dads have that make them unique. There are some ways some, that their dad's legacy has passed on to us that are unique. Here are some lessons, for example, that you may never learn from your dad. Check out this video. I don't care how late you stay out. Stay out as late as you want. You want to borrow the new car? You want to borrow my credit card? Kids today, they really have it rough. I have no idea where we are or where we're going. 
I mean, when I was their age, life was easy, super easy. Why haven't you gotten a tattoo yet? How come you don't have any piercings yet? Yep, we're lost. We are completely lost. Ooh, sports. Just do whatever the mechanic says to do. Vehicle maintenance is completely overrated. Look, whatever the mechanic is asking, just pay him. Pay him whatever he wants. I wish they had soap operas at night. I like that boy. You should date him. You should date him immediately. Well, what about the creepy guy with the motorcycle? He's cute. Yeah, sure. Spring break in Tahiti sounds fun. Hey, make sure you get all your video games done before you start your homework. You don't have to pass all your classes. What? You have a project due tomorrow and you've known about it for four weeks and you haven't started yet? Sweet! Doesn't anybody want to know if we're there yet? Remember, if you need anything between midnight and 4 a.m., please come wake me up. Hey, I'm on the phone. Could you bring the baby over and let him climb all over me? Hey, hey, can you please turn that music up? Well, we just stopped for lunch 10 minutes ago, but yeah, let's stop again. I never have trouble with my toddler. I never have trouble with my teenagers. I never have trouble with my adult children. You know, she's right. We are ruining her life. Yes, more homework to correct. All right, whining. Yay, tantrums. Hmm, vomit. We just really need to spoil these kids more. Sorry, buddy. I don't know any good jokes at all. You're 16. You pretty much know everything now. I think 18's a great age to get married. Okay, remember, make sure you turn on all the lights before you leave the house. Hey, could you leave the front door open for a couple hours? Thanks. Whoa, money really does grow on trees. So clearly there are some stereotypes when it comes to us dads, and that video did a great job of pointing them out. So I'm gonna try this morning not to get too stereotypical uh, with the dads in the room. Uh, but I do wanna touch on just a couple of things here that I think um, us dads, we do well. Uh, we have these responsibilities, and they are, they're pretty unique to us as dads. And um, I think we can all learn from this this morning, wherever we find ourselves in life. But I think dads in particular, this will be a good uh, thing to, for us to think about this morning. One of the things I think that dads do well is model. Model. Now, obviously, I'm not talking about the fashion model sense of things. Let's be honest. Uh, if this is how dads choose to mow the lawn, uh, we're not going to be getting any calls from any modeling agencies anytime soon. So I'm not talking about modeling in that sense. I'm talking about modeling like uh, showing how a life should be lived. You may model as a dad what it looks like to treat your wife, to treat you the mother of your children. You may model as, as a dad what it's like to um, treat other people. Maybe as one, even as a dad, you model what it looks like to follow Jesus. Listen to some of these verses that um, speak to all of us, but I think that, that when we read them as fathers, when we read them as dads, they, they particularly speak to some of the challenges we face. Ephesians 5, 21 and 25 through 26 says, And further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. For husbands, this means love your wives, just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. 
that you have the opportunity every day to model to your children what it looks like to um, treat your wife well, to love your wife, to love your wife in the way that it says Christ loves the church. And we know the, the way Christ showed his love for the church was to give up his life, to lay down his life for us all. It was a sacrificial love. That's a huge high bar for us as dads of how we should model what it looks like to be a spouse. In Romans 12, 10, Paul writes to the church in Rome, he says, be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Dads, we have this, this challenge in that verse that we are to honor one another. I think sometimes we live in a culture where that, that isn't a word that we think about an awful lot. There's a lot of dishonor that takes place, whether it's on social media or out in the open. And, and we have the opportunity to model to our kids what it looks like to truly honor others. Timothy, Paul's writing to a, a, a young mentee of his by the name of Timothy. And he says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, Timothy, my dear son, be strong through the grace that God gives you in Christ Jesus. You have heard me teach these things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. Paul is, is saying to Timothy, you have a responsibility to model to others what it looks like to follow Jesus, to teach others. If you're here this morning and you're a dad and you're a follower of Jesus, we have that, that responsibility to model to our children what that looks like, what it looks like to, to, to follow Jesus. You know, I am so thrilled to see so many of you in the room this morning. It's actually kind of traditional in churches that Mother's Day is one of the highest attended services of the year and Father's Day, one of the least attended services. On Mother's Day, mom says, I want everyone to come to church with me. That's what I want for Mother's Day. I want the whole family there. We're gonna go to church together. Father's Day, dad's like, I just wanna skip church. I wanna play golf. I wanna go out and do something. It's Father's Day. Give me a morning off. But you came today, and I know it had nothing to do with the free lunch and the free desserts and the free dad's root beer. It was all because of Jesus. And you came this morning, and good for you, dads. You are modeling to your kids what it looks like to put Jesus first in your life. So I want to give us just a few simple thoughts here this morning of what it looks like to model uh, to the next generation God's faithfulness. How do we ensure that God's faithfulness continues on from generation to generation? One of those ways is to remember that actions are greater than words. We've heard that phrase, haven't we? That actions speak louder than words. Jesus said in Matthew 5, 16, in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. As dads, this morning, we have um, the, the potential, the opportunity to, to show not just in what we tell our kids, but how we live our lives in front of our kids. My kids are all a little bit older now. My youngest is 15. My, my two oldest are uh, uh, in college now. So, uh, But I remember when they were younger, when they were small, I had these grand ideas as a dad where I was going to bring them up and educate them and, and tell them these great values and these great things in life. And, and I pictured these intense conversations we'd have where I'd sit them down and like a wise old sage, I would tell them, you know, the, the ways of the world. And they would sit there just looking at me in awe like, Dad, 
you are so wise. How do you know these great things? You know, and, and I'd walk away and they'd know so much new stuff. And uh, it is important to have those kind of conversations with your kids. And um, normally they go well. They didn't always go well for me. Um, I can remember one conversation in particular, and I did check with my son this morning. I have two sons, not gonna tell you which one it was. But I did say, can I tell that story? And he laughed, he's like, yeah. So I think enough time has gone by now. But I decided when my son was a lot younger, um, um, that I wanted to do the talk. I wanted to have the talk with my son. So that's always thrilling for every dad. So we, uh, I thought, I'm gonna sweeten the deal here. There's a movie he wants to see, so we're gonna go see this movie, and beforehand we've got a steak and shake, and you know, we'll have dinner, you know, a hamburger, and some shake, and, and over steak and shake, I started to share the talk. I think I had a book even. I mean, it was, it was, it was awful. It was horrifying. So the look of terror in my son's eyes as I'm, as I'm explaining, you know, anatomical phrases and him hearing his dad saying the words that we say in just was awful. It was traumatizing for the poor guy. So we got through it. We saw the movie. Everything was great. I bet it was like a month later. I mean, enough time had gone by. One of his favorite movies had just come out. He'd been talking about going to see this movie for ages. And I said, hey, bud, do you see that that movie's out? He's like, yeah. I was like, do you want to go see it tonight? He's like, yeah. I said, we can go. We'll go out to Grand Prairie. We'll go to Steak and Shake first. And he's like, um, no, no, I don't think I want to see it. <laughs> so I'm like, why? He's like, can, can I bring my brother? I was like, well, no, he's not free. Let's, let's just, you know, you and I again. And this went on for a while. I was like, bud, why do you want to go? He's, I just don't want to talk again. <laughs> I think he's in his 20s now, and I think he can finally eat a steak and shake again. But it took a long time <laughs> for him ever to go back. So we have these great ideas of these, in, you know, these really deep conversations and truths that we'll share with our kids. But the reality is, I bet I could ask my kids. I bet you could ask your kids. They'll probably tell you they've learned more from you through your behavior, by the way you respond, by the way you react. The talks are great, but the reality is every day, every minute of every day, we are communicating to our kids how we treat our spouses, how we honor one another, how we worship God. There are some things that you can teach in talks, but some only happen through a life lived. And to be honest with you, some of those things are only transferred or only really shared when, when trials come in our lives. Very often, that's the greatest lesson you can bestow upon the next generation when you go through a difficult time. Brent, uh, as we were singing that song this morning, you know, the, the assurance that Jesus is with us in the fire is fantastic. The challenge is that means that sometimes we're gonna find ourselves in the fire. I am extremely blessed this morning, and I, and I know this. I was raised by wonderful parents. I had a great dad. He passed away uh, last year, but just a wonderful uh, life growing up with my mom and my dad. And then when I met Casey, my wife, um, almost 30 years ago now, we've been married 25 years, um, I got to meet her family, and she too has wonderful parents. So on Father's Day, I think of my dad, who was brilliant, and I get to think of my father-in-law, who's also brilliant. He's a member here at Connect. I love having him as part of the church. He and his wife, they oversee our prayer team. Uh, they're just fantastic people. But in the last couple of weeks as a family, we've been walking through a really challenging time. Casey's dad had a, a medical diagnosis recently that was a, a pretty severe diagnosis. 
He had to have surgery just this last week. I know he's actually watching right now. Good morning, Collins. Great to have you with us here at church this morning. He's watching from the hospital. He's an incredible man. He loves Jesus. And what I've been so inspired by, he's, he's had to have a surgery this morning for something that he's prayed for people here at Connect who have had the same situation. He's prayed and fasted for situations in families' lives that he's now going through himself. And in this moment, as a family, we've got to see Jesus in him. There have been times of anxiety, times of emotion, just the, the humanity of, of going through this difficult time. But he's also been praying and doing devotionals and reading. And he said to us earlier this week before the surgery, he said, I just want to see God glorified through all of this. Whatever happens, I just hope and pray that God is glorified through this. He could have sat and talked with us for hours and hours and hours and taught us lessons for hours and hours and hours, but he's taught us more in the last week watching him as a follower of Jesus go through this challenging time. Lessons that will stay with us for the rest of our lives. So this morning as dads, we get to, in the good times and the bad, we get to model what it looks like to follow Jesus. And very often our actions speak far louder than our words. The second idea is that modeling takes time. Actions speak louder than words. But dads, I wanna remind you this morning that, that modeling takes time. In Ephesians 5 verse 15, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. I think for dads in particular, this can be a challenge to me this morning for sure. I know for many of us dads this morning because um, we have a lot that takes up our time. And if we're not careful, sometimes we get pulled away from our kids and from our family because of things that we get busy doing. The author and pastor, a man by the name of Max Lakedo, he shares this personal insight from his own experience in fatherhood when it comes to, to intentionally having time for his kids. He says, for nine months, when our wives carried our children in their womb, they got to know those kids pretty well. Those women could feel the baby turn and kick. They had morning sickness or sleepless nights. And try as we might to relate, most of us men simply couldn't relate. When the child was born after nine months, the mother welcomed that little baby boy or girl as a friend. It's almost like they already knew the child. But we guys, standing back, still shocked by what we've just witnessed, now look at that baby almost like a stranger. And Locato says, I can remember standing, looking through that glass at all those bassinets in the nursery, picking out the one that was mine, thinking, what in the world have I gotten myself into? It was just beginning to hit me. It had already hit my wife. She'd been living with it for nine months. And I had to make a decision, as every father does at that point, Fatherhood doesn't begin a conception for dads as much as it does at delivery. And the dad has to say, I am going to be the dad. And he sets in motion a whole lifestyle called fatherhood, which is, in essence, a series of decisions. Stephen Covey, Lakeda goes on to say, the author, for example, says that every day, all across America, fathers drive home from work. And some make that decision and some of us don't. He says, the wisest way to use your drive home from work is to make the decision to once again adopt your children, to be a dad, to mentally go through the process of taking off the work hat and putting on the father hat. 
mentally go through the process for whatever it means in your life of resigning from work and volunteering to be a father. I know this is a challenge. This has been a challenge for me throughout my life. We live in a day and age now where work continues on. Thanks to laptops and smartphones, you know, we can be busy all the time. But it's making those decisions to say, no, I want to pause because I have a, a, a limited amount of time to spend with these kids. And I want that time to matter. Earlier this week, I was driving home. I live in Trails Edge subdivision. Some of you know it. It's just across the way here. And in the middle of Trails Edge, we have this lovely park. And it's got a splash pad there. So during the summer, it's full. People from all over are always there because the kids are playing in the water. It's just great. And, and I drove by and I saw a friend of mine from Connect. And uh, he waved and I waved back and I smiled. I wasn't happy because he doesn't live in my neighborhood. He lives in another neighborhood. I was like, dude, this is my splash pad. This is my neighborhood's <laughs> splash pad. What are you doing here? But I think he had a friend who lives nearby, so maybe the guest pass or something. So I, I cut him some slack. The next day, I was out for a ride on my bike and I rode by and there he was again. I waved, he waved back. Just hanging out at the splash pad with his little girls. I know this guy really well. I know how hard he works. And I tell you, knowing what I was speaking about today, it really blessed me to see this dad making time at the end of a workday to sit and watch his girls play in the park. It's not easy. Life's busy. There's a lot goes on. But I think we can make that decision. And Father's Day maybe is a good reminder for all of us to say, hey, maybe I need to recalibrate a bit. Maybe there's some things I need to change, some, some busyness that I've allowed to creep in. I want to make time for my kids, because modeling takes time. There's a video I came across this week that we're gonna close out by watching. It's gonna challenge every one of us as a dad. It's a longer video, so we cut it down a little bit to get the point across. But this, uh, this story is about a young man who was born with cerebral palsy. And as he grew up, obviously there was a huge limit to what he could do, but he loved being outdoors. He loved, uh, he wanted to be a triathlete, which obviously was never going to be possible for this young man. His name's Johnny Agar. So uh, CBS did a report this week on uh, his dad. So check this out. Is there a better man than your dad? I've yet to find one for me. <laughs> for a story about Jeff and Johnny. Home stretch, dad. Father and son triathletes. 29-year-old Johnny was born with cerebral palsy. Johnny, there you go, that a boy. It is a muscle disorder that makes it impossible for him to walk without assistance. Johnny, look at you, <laughs> there you go. But with the help of his hero, Johnny has paved his way in the most unlikely of sports. It's one that Jeff takes on for both of them. I believe I can fly. <laughs> when he bikes, he hauls him. When he swims, he pulls Johnny. And when he runs, he pushes him. Mom's cooking when we get home. <laughs> Jeff told us back in November, for his son, it's all worth it. The, uh, the feedback on social media is a bit overwhelming. I find the things that hit me the hardest is that people will comment that, you know, I don't do anything with my kids. And here's this guy doing this, and I should be able to do so much more. But I hope that just inspires fathers to believe you can do more. You don't have to be a great father. You just have to do better than you are today. Just to see how dad wants to succeed and, and wants to put in the work to be able to get me across the finish line really inspires me. For this moment, we got a little help from a Hall of Fame quarterback who happens to be 
one of Johnny's favorite athletes. Hey, Agar family, Peyton Manning here. Listen, rumor has it you're a big fan of mine. I really appreciate that. That means a lot, but I'm a big fan of yours as well. You guys are incredible. You're a true inspiration. Now, I've heard there's a big dream that you're hoping to achieve together. Well, why don't we make that dream come true right now? On behalf of Iron Man, it is my honor to share with you that Team Agar has earned an official invite to the 2024 Iron Man World Championship in Kona, Hawaii. Congratulations, good luck, and I'll be rooting for you the whole way. You know such a beautiful story you should google it and read more about it he's, his dad runs these Ironmans which if any of you know that it's just the most unbelievable race for anyone to run alone but he runs it with his son he runs, rides, swims with his son and the, the elite the ultimate Ironman is the one in Hawaii and you can only go at the, at, by invitation and as a family they were invited such a great story and I know for all of us at Daz this morning, as Daz this morning we're all, now we're all thinking man I'm terrible <laughs> Seriously, what kind of dad am I? I took my kid to Steak and Shake in a movie. <laughs> He's still traumatized to this day. So. But there was a line that the dad said that when I watched that video, I was like, man, that is a good line for us to think through. He says, you don't have to be a great father. You just have to be better than you are today. Just that challenge of saying, okay, what, what could I do tomorrow? What could I do next to maybe do something new? And, and to always be saying, God, would you help me? Would you help me? I want to be a great dad. And, and the great news here this morning for all of us, whether you're mums, dads, whoever you are, is that, that we don't have to do this alone. We have a source. We can tap into the greatest father there is, our heavenly father, who loves us so much. Jesus told a story about uh, the prodigal son. And in the story, there's a story about a son who disappears and, and just runs away from his dad. But what it tells us in this story is that there is a dad who never gave up on his son, who waited every day in the hope that his son might come back. And the day his son came back, he ran out to meet him. He threw his arms around him. And the reason told, Jesus told that story is because he wanted us to understand that Father God loves us just like that. That if you're not in a relationship with Father God this morning, He is waiting every day. And the moment you turn to Him and say, God, I've tried it on my own and things just aren't working out. I need you in my life. He will run to meet you. He will wrap His arms around you. He wants to be with every one of us this morning, dads and stepdads and grandpas and moms and grandmas and siblings and kids. Father God wants to be with every single one of us this morning. He wants to be your perfect heavenly father. With his help in your life, we can truly change the world. And the way we do that is by passing on that the faithfulness of God goes from generation to generation. And we can impact the next generation through our lives. We're gonna pray, but before I close, talking of impacting lives, talking about making a, a difference around the world, next Sunday 
Next Sunday, we have something really special planned. It's gonna be one of those services that if you hear about it afterwards and you weren't there, you're like, man, I wish we were there. So it's gonna be a great service. It's gonna be very impacting, great opportunity to make a, uh, an incredible difference. I'm not gonna tell you any more, but we have regular time services, 9 and 10.30, but we have something big planned for next week. You're not gonna to wanna to miss it. Let me close that by praying. Father, we love you so much. Thanks for the dads in the room. Thanks for the stepdads in the room. Thanks for the adoptive dads in the room. Thanks for the spiritual fathers who um, have taken someone under their wing and have become like a father to someone else. Thank you for them. Thank you, Lord, that we get to play a part in making sure that your faithfulness continues from generation to generation. And it can be overwhelming at times and we aren't running triathlons or Ironmans, Lord, but we can do what you've called us to do. We can model what it looks like to love Jesus. We can take time, make time to spend with our kids. Those might seem like small things, Lord, but for our kids, they could be life-changing. So I pray for all here this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.